Real stories from the team at Northern California's country radio station. Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. You are inside Froggy 92.9. We always come up with an interesting way to figure out who's going to tell their behind-the-scenes story on the podcast. And this week, I'm going to go by what day of the month were you born? How about that? Jen, what number? The 30th. Tanner? 31st. Amber? 7th. And I'm the 10th. So let's go smallest to largest. Amber, you're up first. Wanted to talk about a feud between Cole and Dano that's currently ongoing. What? So <laughs> I, don't, for the, I don't know about this. So for the new listeners or people who may not know, Cole is my boyfriend that I have been with for all of eternity. And he loves Dano. Dano posted something on Instagram. He posted a screenshot of the movie Save the Last Dance. And the caption was, I've watched this for 30 minutes and there's no appearance of Michael Jordan whatsoever. When does Michael Jordan come in? Do you want to explain that joke or? <laughs> the ESPN documentary that's been running right now, it's like the only new content that's awesome out there on live TV is called The Last Dance. And it's about Michael Jordan's last season. So, but it's also about his whole career. So I joked and I posted a poster of the film, Save the Last Dance. It's like, oh, hey, Save the Because I, because at home I'd been calling it Save the Last Dance. So it's kind of a joke, but I didn't know it was a feud. <laughs> well, my boyfriend comes up to me yesterday and he was like, I couldn't help myself. I commented on Dana's post and I had no idea what he was talking about. So he shows me and Cole commented, peak comedy. But Dano said, I can't tell if you're being serious. Like this is extremely great comedy or if you're just dogging me. And Cole didn't respond. <laughs> Probably not on purpose. He's not very like good at social media. He said that Dano texted him yesterday. <laughs> and said like, but for real, was it funny? <laughs> so what, did he, what did he say back? He's, I just, I had texted him about something else. I think I was just texting him to see how he was doing. Then I was just making conversation. I was like, so did you really think that was funny? I couldn't tell. And he said, it was low hanging fruit. It was worth a chuckle, but also you're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> but are you, are you better than that? <laughs> no, I'm not. So Dano, you just that is what I have to deal with every day for the past eight weeks. He's like, he's always just like, you knew better than that. <laughs> it's actually very typical. I like Cole too. Maybe not as much as you, Amber. It's kind of t- it was a typical, like, that's kind of how he responds to stuff, you know? It's sort of, he's a little enigmatic sometimes, I think. He what? can never give a compliment. I don't know what is wrong with him, but he has such a hard time giving a compliment. And I'm, I'm really surprised he was as nice to you as he was. Like, he was like, <laughs> no, dude, like, you're, you're really funny. Like, you're a funny dude, but it's always something. I don't know. I'm trying to teach him. I figured out the way that you are officially in Cole's circle is when he starts tagging you in memes on Instagram. I recently got tagged in a meme by Cole and I was like, Amber, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) At least one of us is in. (laughs) Wait, what was the meme? It was about Tony Hawk Pro Skater and he was tagging me in memes about that. And we were texting about it. I was like, yep, in the Cole fan club. Let's go. Everyone's in the Cole Fan Club, just so everyone so everyone knows. But it's hard to get in. It's exclusive. Amber, since you're bringing it up, take us back. I mean, when you guys first got together, if 
for someone who has such a hard time paying compliments, I mean, how did he first tell you, like, I'm interested in you? Uh, he was pretty upfront about that. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> how we met, you guys have probably heard this story. My friend was just randomly like, let's go to this party at this guy's house. This was obviously early on in college. And it ended up being Cole's party. Imagine that. And my friend actually ditched me at the party. It was out of town. And I was like, oh, crap. I don't have a ride. And I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have a place to stay. Like, she's gone. And, he was and like, this was before Uber and stuff like that, right? Right. So he's like, you can stay with me. I was like, why? You know, I don't really know you. So he's like, it's not a big deal. Like, you're going to stay here. Like, at my house. I won't do anything weird. I was like, no, like, you know, we, we just seem really cool, but we just met. And as I was leaving, he gave me, like, this really tight hug and wouldn't let go. And my friend that came to get me was like, Cole, Cole, let, let, let go of Amber. Let, let, go, let go of her. And he's had a crush on me ever since. It was love at that, first squeeze. That was, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that doesn't sound like a story that ends in you being together for the next six years. <laughs> <laughs> he was, I think he was kind of charming. And I thought, it was, I thought it was cute that he was like, I guess, upfront about thinking that I was cool. I guess now he and I have beef. <laughs> now you guys have to have a meme competition. Now Cole has to post a meme on social media and see if he can outdo your joke. And then you go back and forth and back and forth. The ongoing beef that he and I also have is about the uh, country artist Sturgill Simpson because uh, he loves Sturgill Simpson and I respect Sturgill Simpson. But when trying to listen to him, um, the whole album was about pirates and sea shanties. And I just, I couldn't understand how that was real country music. Literally, you feel like you're going to get scurvy listening to it? Literally the cover of the album is a pirate ship. Mm -hmm. And people are like, this is real country music. I'm like, it's a pirate ship. That's the only prior beef, but I like this. We're stacking up beefs. Piggybacking on what you're saying, that actually, that dovetails nicely into my story this week, Amber, because I did want to talk about the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. I am not a current Michael Jordan mega fan. When I was a kid, I was because everybody in the world was. I can't even explain it. Just all of a sudden, everybody loved Michael Jordan and like, we're like, well, I better love him too. I had a poster on my wall from the Dream Team. I had like a Dream Team puzzle. I had a, like a Bulls jacket and a Bulls backpack and hat. We had his jerseys from North Carolina. Okay, but were you really a fan or were you just like... We yeah, I mean, I was really into sports, especially when I was younger, but, like, we really were into Michael Jordan. Nice. Were you watching the games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't really, at least at first, I wasn't watching the games, and then I would say maybe, like, once he came back, I was, I was watching, but yeah. uh, it's been really interesting watching this documentary for a number of reasons. One, it's just funny to remember that part of my life like there's you know his retirement and his his dad's murder and space jam and baseball and all those things are i kind of forgot that i followed it all pretty closely even though if i wasn't watching the games which is weird because i wasn't watching the games once the games back i watched the games but the other insightful thing has anybody else watched it has anybody else watched this documentary yet i've watched all but the final two episodes Jen? I have not watched it yet. It's hard to, I have to have the time to like sit down and watch it by myself. It's mm. not 
Katie's going to watch. So I haven't had that time yet. Amber? Yeah, I've been watching it with Cole. I'm, I don't think I saw like the very first episode and then I've been, I've been watching it pretty consistently with him, but it's done now. Has, I have to watch one more episode, but has anybody else noticed, for those who've seen it, that he literally waits for someone to smudge his puma and he's like, that was it. It was personal. Like, for 11 people, he's literally, like, coming up with this hit list. Well, yeah, because this guy, one time, he's freaking he cut in line at Starbucks, and that was it. It was personal. I lit his house on fire. Like, every, he does it, like, so many times. Sometimes you have to, like, find ways to motivate yourself, right? And Michael Jordan, overall, you learn in the series, he just has to be competitive. He has to win yeah. at literally everything. So sometimes – to get himself motivated, he has to create competition out of nowhere. I saw this meme. I think it was yesterday or two days ago. Everybody. And it was like, nothing. Michael Jordan. Now it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious, you know, because we've talked about it before. There's, you know, age separation. Uh, Amber and Tanner are a few years younger than Jen and I. So, Jen, you talked a little bit about uh, Michael Jordan growing up. Tanner, what was your memory or connection with him? You were born, what, you're 96? 96, yeah. So, so you really kind of missed it also. What did you know about him? So what I knew about Michael was I, I grew up a little bit of a basketball fan. Like we'd watch games and stuff like that. But Michael Jordan in my reality was that old guy that plays for the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> and I, re <laughs> I remember growing up, yeah, Michael's great, but he's not Kobe. That was my reality growing up. Wow. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to throw out some beef if anyone felt a certain way, but no, I, no, it's fine. I mean, that's that's an interesting to I mean, it's interesting to hear that. Amber, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, Michael growing up was something I knew about and was aware of. I mean, mostly because Space Jam, it came out in '96, so I was five. I was actually only five years old when it came out, but it's something I watched like constantly growing up, and I was a huge basketball fan. And I mean, the Hawks have always sucked. So, um, <laughs> we kind of, you know, watched other teams and he was just it for a while, you know, he was just yeah. dominating. So face jam really, honestly. I remember back when Seattle still had the supersonics, anytime Michael would come to town, tickets would just be sky high and tickets were like dirt cheap for the Sonics. Obviously they're not even there anymore, but I just remember every time Michael would come to town, it'd be on the news. It was, it was like the Pope coming to town. I think one thing that's an interesting takeaway I've had from the series is it, it does address the fact that, you know, was he a tyrant to some of his teammates? And I actually found this uh, as an article on Slate.com. And there's a bunch of other opinion pieces as well. Basically saying that, you know, their take on the series was this reveals nothing about him. We know he's an a-hole and he always has been. And his teammates didn't like him and all this stuff. The series touches on it too which is what's the price of success he gets the results but in order to get the results he has to be maybe somebody that you wouldn't want to have at a cocktail party right. but he gets the results so which do you really like how bad do you really want to win and it's just an interesting dynamic you know there's a lot of nice guys who've lost i think that cliche exists for a reason so i don't know just did anybody else pick up on that as you watched it definitely and it reminded me of a lot because of course kobe passed away this year it reminded me a lot of what Kobe, his persona is. It seems like it's, you know, Michael was a blueprint for Kobe Bryant's career. But at the same time, is that necessary because you have a guy like LeBron James? LeBron is someone who is super nice. At least that's his persona. We don't know what goes behind. What? Everyone's giving me stank face right now. Who? LeBron. Who are you talking about? The best player of all time? Come on now. 
if we're going to talk about a player who's nice, we can talk about Steph Curry. Oh yeah. yeah, he's so nice. I love Steph Curry. You also, you also don't know how they are behind the scenes. And that's, that's true. I think this after the fact, this 16 year, 20 year later, yeah, looking back like, oh, well, I, have, I want to have something to say about Michael Jordan's mentality. I wasn't even there, but I heard about it. I think it speaks to a larger discussion in our culture currently, which is I'm all about customer service when it comes to the radio station. We do our best. But in certain situations, not necessarily all, but in certain situations, that very casual, calm, nice decorum is not going to get the result. And sometimes the result really matters. Is that an NBA championship? No. But I think police officers probably at least with each other sometimes have to be pretty firm absolutely there are certain jobs in certain situations that require people to escalate and so i just think it's an interesting conversation especially doing what we do some of the i used to work around someone that was known as the most embracing on-air personality that my old home used to know and then when you actually get to know the person he's a giant a-hole and like that that's the case for a lot of people that work in entertainment. You know, that's the good stuff, Tanner. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Honestly, that's like one of the reasons I quit playing basketball was because I just couldn't take it. I couldn't take the environment of everyone being so mean and so aggressive. And like, I just had a coach that just like was ruthless. Like, unforgiving if I dropped a ball would make me run for an hour and I just couldn't take it anymore but I respect Michael in that aspect where he was pretty ruthless he was pretty mean he didn't give his teammates any slack but I kind of respect him for that in a way just I don't know it it just seems so crazy and he really worked so hard and that's the one thing he focused on Nothing else going on in this life except basketball, I suppose. I think there's a line. I think that maybe that's what we're talking about and getting to. And I can't speak to what he did because I wasn't there. But right. there's a line between, and I experienced this in sports, definitely in baseball. There's a line between being tough on your teammates to achieve a better group result and bullying your teammates. With that gang mentality of singling out particular guys calling out aspects of their physical appearance, their racial, how they sound, their voice, or whatever it is, you know, physical characteristics that they have no control over, you know, like pizza face, like that type of stuff is where it starts to get really, really bad, really quick. But if, to me, if someone is insisting, if you've agreed that you're trying to get somewhere and someone is insisting that you do these steps to be better, I mean, you know, if they're doing so in an aggressive manner, that doesn't bother me. And that's what I was is motivating if I were in that situation. But when you're punching Steve Kerr in the face of practice, that's like a totally another thing. But did he ask for it? Did he deserve for it? I think he really was. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> All Warriors uh, fans are like, keep your hands off Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he had that back problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jen was the 30th. Yeah. Okay, Jen, you're up next. I am not a big fan of rebooting things or bringing things back from the past because a lot of times it's just really not necessary. Most of the reboot movies that I've watched are not good. Something from my childhood just came back 
Dunkaroos. Oh. So Dano's looking like he doesn't know what I'm talking about, but Dunkaroos were essentially the pure sugar version of the cheese and cracker things that you get. Oh, yeah. There's little cookies, and you dip them into fetty frosting, and you eat it as a snack. And I'm not even a big sweets person, but I found, I knew that they were being re-released, and I found out you can buy them at 7-Eleven in the United States of America. So, your girl made an emergency trip to 7-Eleven, and it is pure sugar crack. And I don't know how my parents ever let <laughs> this as a child i only had one of them and i was like <laughs> it was like when dano has that extra cup of caffeine in the afternoon that was me but i still <laughs> very excited that they are back i got to experience them in the year 2018 i am remembering these now i think i only had them once or twice but i'm mostly remembering the commercials i used to see during like saturday morning cartoons yeah, it had the kangaroo. Yeah, the dip is sort of like the filling for an Oreo. What? Tanner, oh, yeah. you've, never, you've never had no. a dip, have you? Mm -mm. I'm going to have to bring you one. Is there anything from your guys' childhood that you would want to be brought back, whether it's I snacks or a game or whatever? Absolutely. Do you guys remember the, the Wonder Balls, the candy, a chocolate, and it was hollowed out in the middle, and there'd be like oh, all yeah. these candies in the middle of it? I want those back, especially the SpongeBob SquarePants edition, if anyone who works in that company can hear me. I want those back more than anything in the world. They don't make them anymore? No, they don't make them anymore. I've even looked for them on eBay, which you can't even eat anymore, but I just think it would be cool to have. I, I want a Wonder Ball more than anything. I used to have that after T-Ball games every single weekend. There's one on the internet for $265. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> sold send me the link just kidding <laughs> a doritos 3d Ooh, good choice they were so good i don't know why i think it was like the fact that they were aerated the oxygen gave them better flavor they were delicious and i used to eat them so disgustingly i don't want to tell you that was on a super bowl commercial and who was the gal from the bye 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 video what was her name so abby landry Yes. I don't know yeah. if she was in the Bye 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 video, but that's who was in that Dorito commercial. She was dating Mario Lopez, I think, at the time. Yeah, I think it was Allie Landry was her name. That was like a big deal that it was her and she was eating them. And yeah, I totally remember those, Amber. Guys, real quick. Lindsay's in the other room. Just She just heard me talking about Wonder Ball. She just sent me Wonder Ball Paw Patrol Edition on Amazon, 13 bucks. <laughs> it's a 10-pack. <laughs> Spending that stimulus money wisely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Amber's in on uh, Doritos 3Ds. I want it back, but I, it's back and I probably wouldn't even get it. I was in junior high obsessed with a beverage called Surge. Oh, Surge! It's back! I when know. A case. When I was a kid, in when I was in junior high had a new round of buddies from junior high. We got all real, like, we were close, hung out all the time. And we went to the store one day, and here's this green bottle with a nuclear green beverage inside. And most of all, the logo looked like somebody made it on the back of a trapper keeper in fifth period. Like, it looked hand-drawn, very unprofessional. And it, so it looked like you were getting some, I don't even know what, it spoke to me <laughs> and we used to destroy 
every day a bottle of surge big bottle of surge and i was so into the persona of like drinking it and being crazy and running around kenilworth junior high and being a weirdo i took a green highlighter and in people's yearbooks i wouldn't sign my name i would just write in all caps sir <laughs> <laughs> That's so brand. I love that. By the time we get to high school, they've like updated the logo so that I, I don't know who they're trying to speak to, but it no longer spoke to me. And the beverage was a little more yellow than green and just, I lost interest. And then it came back and now I, who cares? Do you remember Vault when they tried to replace Surge with Vault? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And don't forget about Storm. Did anybody else ever, ever had Storm? Mm-mm. Storm was also awesome. Sorry, this is another tangent. I'm in Tahoe one day and checking out a grocery store in Tahoe. And here's this whole display from Pepsi for this new beverage called Storm. And it was basically 7-Up with more caffeine, like a bunch of caffeine. I'm like, oh, it's the new Surge. I'm hella into Storm. We started drinking a bunch of Storm as well. And then one day they stole Storm from me and called it Sierra Mist. That's messed up. Yeah. Do you guys remember a Sprite remix? Yes. <laughs> guys, I went to the Sprite Liquid Remix tour with like Thank the Roots and NERD and OAR. Nice. We we snuck some product into that show. It was amazing. Same. <laughs> NERD, Hoobastank, 311, and Jay Z, the Sprite Liquid Mix tour at the Shoreline. There were two or three tours of it, and I think I went to the one you're talking about, too, with Jay. Mm, Sprite so always has the coolest shows and endorsements, like they have the greatest basketball player of all time, LeBron James, endorsing them now. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Do you know where you live now? You know. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't grow up with a basketball team. I, I don't get it quite. You're already a Seahawks fan, dude. You, dude don't true. push it. I am genuinely a Golden State Warriors fan. <laughs> I can back it up. <laughs> But do you guys remember, there, this soda was only out for about a summer. It was Dr. Pepper, cherry, vanilla, with a hint of lime. Do any of you remember that? It was no. crazy. And it wasn't good. Why I, are there I'm, 17 flavors in that soda? <laughs> <laughs> I literally think someone was like on. at the Dr. Pepper factory. And like, you know, when you were a kid, you would go try all the different sodas at once. I literally, literally think soda was a version of that. And that's what they were going for. But it didn't do very well. I think it was only out for like a month, maybe two. Probably the hint of lime they put in there. Yeah, not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> like who, who asked for that? Yeah. No one asked for the hint of lime. <laughs> yeah. Someone's like, you want know else this needs? How about we'll just throw a lime or a lemon or maybe we'll throw a Tahoe in there. <laughs> hey, Amber, I know you like your boyfriend Cole and everything, but what if he had a hint of lime? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take one. Well, Jen, please keep us posted on uh, how many Dunkaroos you're crushing every day. I shall. Tanner, born on the 31st of the month. What is your story? I read this morning that Napa County is officially opening all restaurants. You have to still practice social distancing protocols and everything like that. And in Sonoma County, you can, starting this week, you can eat on patios of restaurants. And so I was curious... Are you going to be one of those type of people that go to restaurants immediately and eat and act like COVID never happened? Or are you still going to be cautious? I mean, I don't really have the biggest desire to go out around a whole bunch of people anyway. 
but I'm kind of on the opinion of I'm going to kind of continue to do this social distancing shelter in place and see what happens because there has been the talk of a second wave and I don't want to put myself at risk if I don't yeah. have. You're like, I've already done good thus far. I've already avoided it. It would suck yeah. to get it through a second wave. Amber? It's hard to say. I don't think I'll be going out as much. I only did when Cole wanted to. And that's to say that, you know, my boyfriend works in a restaurant and that's kind of where we get, you know, half of our household income from. I'm really interested mostly to see how restaurants are going to continue to encourage their patrons to social distance. Cole's actually going back to work on the 29th to kind of, woo! make a plan as to what to do and i and i don't think they're gonna allow locals to come in just yet they're gonna allow people to come stay in the hotel and they'll reduce staff do to-go orders like whatever they need to do but they i think restaurants still want to try to limit the amount of people that are in their buildings is what i'm understanding you have to at least cut your capacity in half. So I know that the restaurants that I'm in contact of people working with are, you know, taking out tables and if you're waiting for your food and not eating, you still have to wear your mask. And if there's a wait for a table, you have to wait in your car. And there's still a lot of a process of going out. When I'm ready and it's safe to go out, I just want to go out and it'd be a normal night at Chili's or yeah. a night out with my girlfriends at I don't want it to be like, oh, okay, well, there's a wait. Let's go back and sit in the car and then have to put my mask on after I've ordered my food because then I, like, I want it to be enjoyable. I don't want it to be yeah. strange. Yeah, I feel the same way. When I go out, I don't even want to think about COVID anymore. I don't even want to think about needing to be as careful as you know we currently are at the moment. I don't disrespect everything that's going on because this is a serious situation, but in the last... I don't know, week or two, I have started going to Starbucks again to the drive through and I had not for a while. I was looking at the barista. She was handing me my drink. She's just wearing a cloth mask. She's not even wearing gloves, and they're not supposed to be wearing gloves, but I'm just, and I was like, I haven't heard of, you know, how many Starbucks are there in Sonoma County that are open right now with the drive through It's got to be a dozen, you know, and they probably have at least six people per store that are working the drive through so that's like 80 people. I haven't heard of a single barista dropping dead from COVID. I'm not saying it's not real, but I just, it just, as I was looking at her, I was just like, I don't feel scared of it. Um, and maybe that's because it hasn't come into my circle or, or whatever. Um, yeah. you know, maybe if I lived in New York, I'd feel differently. But as far as, I kind of like I was saying at the start of the call, my feelings around it, I'm just not as hyper freaked about it. So I could, I don't know if I can get my wife on board, but you know, if, if Belly opens up the patio, I want to be on the patio on belly even if i have to have a mask on i'm not as freaked out about it anymore yeah maybe we can take this sound clip when i'm dead and you can play it and be like see he didn't listen you know that'll get you hella clicks and make some money off google adsense but uh <laughs> it just uh, <laughs> yeah because that's, that, that's what we would do if you died from covid we'd like we have to get money <laughs> you're not getting the life insurance you're not the beneficiary sorry that's true I, I would want you to get something out of it i, I don't know it just that's that's kind of how I'm feeling. The overall vibe of grocery stores and everywhere else has been a lot more relaxed. I've noticed people are relaxing on social distancing. I went to Costco a couple of days ago and there was a person that just decided to stand right next to Lindsay and I, my girlfriend and I, and we're just like, what are you doing? And then I just started coughing. Like I was like, Ugh. 
and she went away. That happened to me in Safeway. There was these two girls checking out and you're supposed to, they have markers on the floor in Safeway of where you're supposed to stand. And these two girls just like pulled up their buggy, like literally right behind me. And I was just kind of like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> usually, and I, I've seen this in the past, the clerks say something or tell you what to do, but I think people are have just stopped caring, if I'm being honest. I've definitely seen that. People's ideas of a mask at this point. I saw a guy walk into Target with a washcloth, like a shop rag, tied onto his face with the cord of his iPhone charger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. That's ingenuity at its finest. Like, it's not actually like... I on it's just a folded like washcloth and the cord of an iPhone. No, 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 no. You that's got to be Walmart. Nope, Target. <laughs> I get frustrated with people and how they wear their masks. I have seen so many people they'll be wearing masks and everything's great, but it won't be covering their nose. And I'm like, what's the point? What are you doing? I think I've seen it happen at Target and Costco, where the people working there will legitimately say. You need to cover your nose. You need to cover your nose. Your mask has to cover your nose. We'll wrap up for this week. Thank you, everybody, for sharing your stories. Don't forget, you can leave a review for this podcast on the Apple uh, Review app or the Apple Podcast app. We will read it on the podcast, and it will live forever. Also, tell a friend. We appreciate all the support we've received from the show. Hundreds and thousands of millions of listeners, really. Billions. uh, Billions. The more friends you tell, the more support the show gets. The bigger the show gets, the more we can do it for you. We might be able to do two episodes a week someday. Someday. Don't get freaked out. Thanks so much for checking us out, and uh, we'll see you next week. This is the Inside Froggy 92.9 podcast. Inside Froggy 92.9 with Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. Hit subscribe now if you haven't already, and stay up to date with the team on Instagram or Facebook. Follow at Froggy 929. Inside Froggy 92.9 from Amaturo Sonoma Media Group.